Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back. We're black. We're brown. Hey, Mandra. Hey, happy Brown Ambition Wednesday, guys. Yeah, super excited. I'm Tiffany. And it's Mandy. And um, we're Brown Ambition. So how have you been? Things have been good. Things have been really good. My dog walker quit, so there's been some... There's been some drums in my life and I got a temporary person to fill in today and I wasn't really, you know, I have like Nest Cam set up. It's not creepy to have Nest Cam set up. You have to, I feel like I need to have footage of any interactions just in case they, you know, abuse my baby. Yeah, of course. And especially because I didn't get to interview this person because it was so last minute, the change. Um, So this, you know, lovely college student, young woman visited and I didn't I didn't think that she loved my dog enough and I was like texting my husband like I don't think that she thought it was adorable enough how Molly decided to bring this long ass stick home with her <laughs> like she seemed annoyed about it which I didn't like but uh yeah I'm gonna turn into that kind of dog mom but yeah uh, no I think that um yeah that you want to have somebody who's gonna really look after you you know like someone who genuinely loves dogs or kids or whatever it is that you're having them look after yeah, but shout out to I've been I use the next door. Is it that's what it's called the the neighborhood app? Like if you live in a neighborhood, you can join this app called Next Door, and then you join your neighborhood, and then you can. It's kind of like a community message board. You can say, for example, I posted I was looking for a dog walker just to find someone really close to my neighborhood, and I got a ton of referrals to people that I've got to sort through, and it's helpful. And then if you like are looking for a house cleaner or you want to sell something, it's like a micro community thing versus like putting it on Craigslist or Facebook where Lord knows who's going to see your post. Yeah. But I can't wait. So you like nest. I was thinking about, I'm getting one. I think I ordered it already. I ordered a ring um, doorbell. Oh yeah. Rings. You definitely rings like really popular up there with nest, I think. Yeah. So I, um, they, they gave them out in my neighborhood. I guess they wanted people to like, obviously use them. So yeah. So I'm, I'm like curious, my, my neighbor, um, she loves it. She's like, it like rings her phone so she could see who's there. She could speak directly through it. I'm like, okay. What's not to love. I love spying I on. I just like to, it just gives peace of mind. And it's really clutch when like, it's so much safer because for example, the dog walker, you don't, you know, I have a, it's a keypad. To, I think ring works the same way. You have a unique keypad for your door, key code for your door. It's like a four digit code. And my husband and I have the main house one. But then when we were doing, we had that construction going on. And then with a dog walker, you can give people unique codes. And then you can control what time of day the codes work. 
So smarty arty. I like that. Yeah, so just it's so much safer than like just having a lock and key, I feel like. Yeah. And then if you're like me and you're always forgetting or losing your keys, then you don't have to worry. Like how many times as a kid was I crawling through windows because oh I my lost gosh. my keys? <laughs> you know? Uh, Jarrell still climbs too because he's so skinny. I'm like, mm, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like a finishing touch. Does that mean the house is uh, getting there? Yes, we just got the floors refinished. And so we're just like, you know, they have to do the last coat of paint. They did the floors first because redoing the like redoing the um the floors can get a little messy, you know. So mm-hmm. they like to get one coat of paint. And so after this, it's really just like doorknobs and like hooks and you know, and knobs on the kitchen um kitchen cabinet. So I think by next week we should be in. Exciting. I know. I'm like I'm like holding my excitement for when we're really like, because there were like some definitely some touch and go stuff. Like I had to, um, I had to, um, like I could not find mirrors and the doorknob situation. Who knew? Because when you have an older house, you have these things sometimes called mortise locks, which are like you, normally if you were to open your door like on the side, you see like the little the um, I guess the part that actually closes the door, like the little button that pokes out mm-hmm. on the. the on the spine of the door. So a mortise lock, the old school ones are long and big. And so like some of our doors are regular, I guess at some point somebody replaced doors and some of them are those mortise locks. Those mortise locks are so hard to find. They either sell them for like seven bucks and they break. Like, you know, you read the reviews or they're like 300 and you're like, wait for one doorknob. Yo, doorknobs in general. I was shocked. I was shocked at how much our, our designer lady wanted us to spend $135 each. Each. On these really pretty doorknobs, and I was like, negativo. No, yes, I was like, yo, it took like months of looking, and then finally, I found these mortise lock ones with good reviews that were solid, all the stuff for $35 a doorknob. I was like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Because literally, I was like, it's either I get these super cheap ones that are clearly gonna break because they're like eight bucks or like a hundred and something dollar ones, and I'm like, I'm, I refuse to spend. Like, cause we have a lot of doors. I think we had like 21 doors. Can you imagine? Ooh. Yeah, so. I can. I, I yeah, was there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. So I'm just glad that we're rounding the corner and like, you know, like it's just, I can't believe when I walk in, you know, I'm still like nervous about, we made a design choice that wasn't that cute. Like I, um, we have something called a, um, a plate rail. So, you know, you have the chair rails in the, in the, in like in a living room or a dining room where it's like mm-hmm. Wayne's, Wayne's coating, I guess they call it, but up to like a certain, certain height. So a, a, a plate rail is like as high as a person, because I guess back in the day, Victorian women or whatever used to like display their plates it has a little lip and then the rest is like wood. And so my designer was like, ooh, let's try, like, you know, painting the trim on this a darker color. And we both were like, yeah, that's so bad. So it looked more zebra-ish then. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the one thing. I took a picture. Like, no one said anything. And then one day Superman came in. And I was just like, because I was, like, sitting with it for a little. She's like, just sit with it and see how you feel. So he came in. I was like, what do you think? He's like, I think it's ugly. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> He had been waiting to get it out. I was like, I think so too. I wasn't, she's like, no, no. He's like, no, no. And then I told my contractor, I was like, don't put a second coat on of this. I just want to paint it back the trim, trim white. And he was like, who I was going to say, you know, I'm like, it's your house lady. I didn't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, to say anything, but whoo, this thing is hideous. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> so stuff like that. But honestly, other than that, everything like our designer has been awesome from Remain Home, Rihanna and, um, yeah, it just looks, it looks beautiful, the house. You know, that was the only kind of like misstep. And even, I'm glad we tried it because it's not a huge thing to paint it over, but better to paint it now than later. 
I was, I just heard this in passing that I listened to Gail in the morning, which is what I call CBS news. Cause I don't know who other people yes, are. That's <laughs> just like a rotating, you know, white guys I, at this point. I don't even know where O'Donnell left. And now it's just like a white dude and an older white dude. But anyway, Gail was on this morning talking about, I feel like an old lady. I was watching the Gail and she was talking about something about 70% of people can't afford houses um, or people can't afford houses in 70% of the country basically, um, like at today's prices, which was just like one of the sadder stats I've ever heard. And I feel like it's it's like all these great stats about homeowner, not homeownership, but like employment being up and, you know, unemployment being down so low and everyone's working, working, working. It's just like 10 years after the recession and you still feel like there's so much more we have to do in terms of like income equality and giving people access to affordable housing and we have so far to go um so it's just a blessing i feel like to to own and to have reached that milestone yeah, yeah. Um, so it's shout hard. out to people who are saving up for your house and your first home like i understand the struggle and you know it's just becoming increasingly rare to to have that property yeah and, and it's so crazy today like right before we started you know taping today someone called me it was like may i speak to tiffany alicia i was like this is she is this a bad time i'm like sir who are you you know you're just like just get to it seriously and he was like <laughs> he's like i'm a, um i was just i was riding around the neighborhood and i saw your house and i was like oh boy here we go i said this is the people what people in brooklyn feel like he basically wanted to purchase the house and I should have asked him at what price. I should have. I, I didn't even think of it. Just to see, just to be, I'm curious just to know, you know? Yeah. And he was like, you know, what are you, you know, what are your plans with that? I said, my plans are to live in the house that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. And he was like, I know. He was like, okay, thanks. But yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, I was, I should have, I didn't even think about it. Because what if he said, I'll give you, I mean, $400,000 for it or something like that. But um, but yeah, so we, th- this is, this happens, especially with our other house in the weekway section of Newark. That's an also really nice section of Newark. Um, because that house is like dilapidated. And so I guess people like really think like, Oh, I'll pay you like five G's for it or, to take it off your hands. But we just haven't gotten around to, um, starting working on it yet since we're doing our house. But I just thought to myself like, wow, they are really starting to like converge onto Newark, you know? I mean, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Newark is popping. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about the that big news because we were out. We had a rerun, a rerun last week because I was sick. Sorry about that. Um, but the the big news, which was that Robert Smith paying, agreeing that that billionaire philanthropist guy, agreeing yes. to pay off Morehouse graduates of 2019 all their student loan debt. I know wow. everybody was so jealous. <laughs> like I saw a meme going around of people crossing out their college on their diploma and writing Morehouse instead. <laughs> Yeah, I know that was hilarious. I, I posted one about um um I forget the the woman from the the young woman from Moesha. I can't remember her best friend. I forget her real name. Um, and she says like she has a little face that she always makes. She used to make on Moesha. It says I go to Morehouse a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. She always said a little bit when when she was on Moesha. And I thought that was hilarious. But honestly, what a life changing movement move. Um, someone had posted uh, under that meme that her brother was there and he was one of the graduates. And already as a result of that generous gift, the, the 2019 graduates have started a grant and started um, contributing to it so they can do the same for the next year's class. That's beautiful. That's what happened after Oprah donated like a, a crap ton of money to Morehouse. Then like, remember that episode of Oprah where um, 
why do I remember this? I don't know. I watch a lot of Oprah. But she gave this big grant to Morehouse and then a bunch of the recipients of that grant like 10 years later or 20 years later or whatever it was were all really successful and they got together and pooled their funds for like a scholarship fund and then paid it forward, which is so beautiful. So it's nice to hear that I'm doing that again. Yeah, it is. Honestly, it's just because someone tried to come for, you know, uh, Auntie Ol was like, mm, Oprah, that's what you need to do. She's like, I actually did it, paid for 400 What students. idiot. I just don't understand. Like, Why? ma'am, if you're going to come for someone, <laughs> at least you do your Googles, right? Do your Googles. Everyone was like, if you don't sit down, like, first of all, one, you don't get to tell people how to spend their money. You just don't. Even if Oprah never spent a month, like a penny on anyone else, you still don't have any rights to her money. It's hers. That's one. And then two, she's done that. And, and, and even more. And so, you know, I mean, Oprah is both public and private with her giving. So I just thought like, wow, like, I don't know. And then you might ask yourself like that same woman, have you given anything to your community? $5, $10, 10 minutes? Sometimes we're so worried about other people doing, you have to ask yourself in your own capacity, have you done anything? Yeah, I've been thinking about that more and more. Um, I just had my 10-year college graduation anniversary um, this month. And I had gone home because I'm on the alumni board to to Athens, to UGA. And they have this – when I was in school like 10 years ago, long story short, I got approved – I got accepted into this prestigious like magazine internship in New York City, but I couldn't afford the airfare to get here. And I was like just – I was like working part time, you know, paying, you know, my way through college and I had just enough for rent each month. But then I had an anonymous donor. I'm pretty sure I knew who it was, one of my professors who um, put up the money for me to pay for my airfare and then my housing because housing is expensive um, in New York. And I always remembered that. And I was always like, one day I'll get a chance to pay it forward. And like, you don't need to be a billionaire. I'm just trying to say. So I reached out to my my um, the journalism school and asked them if I could sponsor one of their um, journalism students coming to the campus this summer. They do like a, a summer camp with high school students to encourage them to go into journalism. And um, it wasn't like a major gift, but I went in on it with my friend and I, and we sponsored a student to go to this for free to this um, this journalism program this summer. And I felt like that was a nice way 10 years later to to give something back. And it wasn't like a formal, because I know you get those, I don't know if your college reaches out to you with like the fundraising team, you know, yes. asking you to donate 20, you know, called you on the phone. Those things are always, you know, maybe you're inclined to donate, but I, it always feels kind of awkward. But this for me, like being able to control where the money went and knowing that it went to a student of color for this program and I got them to assure me that it would, that felt really meaningful. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yay. Pat on my back and shout out to my <laughs> friend Baron for going in on it with me. Oh, that's, I mean, that's really, I think to me, people don't, there are not many Oprahs, let's be real. And that like, if, if what really, what makes the biggest difference is yes, Oprah obviously making this huge donation to, to 400 um, college grads and then Robert F. Smith making this huge donation that those are awesome, but there are, you know, thousands of people in that audience who were watching it, you know, it, if everyone just did something, like I said, it doesn't have to be money. Maybe it's just like, you know, making sure that the the kids on your block get home safely or, you know what I mean? Like it could be like Jarrell used to do this thing. I keep saying his name, but whatever. Superman used to do this thing on Fridays that we was that we would get the kids pizza. Cause you know, what kid doesn't love pizza? We just get like three big, you know, and there's like a pizza place around the, around the corner that does like $6 you know, large pies. And then we would cut them into like 16s because most of the kids are pretty little. And even if they got just a little slice, it was just something to be like, 
you know, we're all outside. We're having fun. It's a summer night. We have some pizza. We have some juice boxes. Um, so it, it doesn't have to be these big overtures, but small things really can equally make life changing um, things happen in people's lives. And, you know, if we all just have to look to ourselves and say, well, what can I do? Yeah. And then who in your life came out and supported you in a time of need? And then how can you pay that forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Professor Fink. Rest in peace. I'm pretty sure he's the one who gave me that gift. Oh, that's so sweet. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. a nice way to kick off the show you want a booster mm-hmm. break yes booster breaker booster break i've been waiting to share this boost but i'll let you go first if you need to no please mademoiselle you <laughs> go first so i don't remember i think it was the last show or the show before last i think where i said oh i gained all this love weight um i would say approximately like 20 pounds give or take a pound or two and I'm like in the last two years, because Superman and I are going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary in a month. Woo, woo. Um, thank you. And um, yeah, so I was just like, uh, I mean, part of it is because of the IVF process and like all the hormones. But then also, too, part of it is just greed because food, delicious, you know, it's a thing. Um, and so right, I had reached like my peak of all peaks. I was like, whoa, I had never seen a number like this before on the scale. And, um, and then I, it must've been like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, you know, doing my daily ritual before I go to sleep, checking up on Facebook, just in case I miss any action, you know, <laughs> I was scrolling through. And then a friend of mine, um, had posted like, woohoo, I just reached my 15 pound goal, losing a uh, uh, goal of losing 15 pounds. I did it in eight weeks. Um, and she looked awesome. I mean, she looked awesome, awesome either way, but you know, she looked awesome and she just seemed so happy. And I remember her telling me before she was struggling and she was like, you know, I, tr- I did Weight Watchers and I was like, Weight Watchers, the stuff that your mom does, you know? And I was like, okay, whatever. And then like, not even two minutes later, another friend of mine who actually lives here in Newark, I'll call her T. She posted a before and after, and I think it was like 40 pounds. I had not seen her in a little while. Um, and so, and she was like, you know, I love Weight Watchers. You know, this really helped me to get my life back on track. And I was like, God, you trying to tell me something? And I told myself, oh, I'll sign up um, tomorrow. Like, you know, or maybe I'll look into it tomorrow. And I was like, Tiffany, what are you doing tonight? You're saying that you're tired of like this love weight. I had gone vegan again. 
And, you know, like I said, I love the animals, but really I'm vegan for the cuteness. <laughs> I, had gone, <laughs> I had gone vegan again and I'd lost like an initial five pounds, but then I started creeping back up and I couldn't understand why. Um, and that's what was frustrating. It was like, I felt like I was eating like healthy. And yet I was like, you know, of the five, I had gained back two. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. I'm not even like, you know, I'm not eating pizza. I'm not eating cookies and the and the cakes and the ice cream I was eating before. So why am I putting the weight back on, even if it's slowly? And um, so I joined. Um, and so if knowing what I would have known now, I wouldn't have joined with the coach. I joined with the coach because I thought I needed help navigating the app. So if you join without a coach, I think the cheapest is like $3.15 like a week, which is pretty reasonable. That's like, what, $12 a month, something to that effect. But I joined with a coach. So I think it was like, I did for two months. I think it was like $8 a week or something. But now, like I said, knowing what I know now, I didn't need the coach. I just wanted the app. And the app is really good. So it's been about two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. I've lost eight pounds. Oh. Right. I'm like, oh my God, I'm back in like the, like I had like gotten to like the one nineties and I'm like, Tiffany, what? Like you're even my loose clothes would fit me like club clothes. You know, you go to the club, you're like, I need something tight. So I'm like, ah, my big jeans are fitting me like skinny jeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, so is that with just a diet change or did you like do working out and no, stuff? No, not even working out. This is just a diet change. And I was really shocked. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to add working out to it. But for me, I'm someone who needs to get very comfortable with one new change and then incorporate another. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was like, no, this is just diet. And what I liked about it is that, um, so I did have one coaching call and I was kind of like, yeah. Nah, I don't really need it. So what I like about it is that it's really, I watched like a YouTube video about how to navigate the app and that taught me what I needed to know is that you are, you, first of all, you, you know, you say your weight, your sex, your gender, anyway, weight, gender, height, all that kind of stuff. And then you say your goal. So I was like to lose weight. And then it asks you your activity level. How often are you working out? Like working out, meaning 10 minutes of continuous activity um, daily. And I was like, mm, zero. So based upon that, they were like, okay, we're going to allot you. They allotted me 23 points. And so the way the points work is that I guess food, not even I guess, but food is, 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 um, matched up to a point system. So fruits and vegetables are zero points. Um, something like baked salmon, baked chicken breast is zero points. So things that typically don't add to your weight gain, not to say those things don't have any calories, but those are zero points. I think boiled egg is zero points. So there's a lot of, there's about 200 zero point things, mostly fruits and vegetables. Um, and then everything else, it's like allotted points. Like for example, you know, I, I went vegan, but I love these burgers by, from Beyond Meat. They have these like, you know, vegan, like, I guess they're supposed to be, supposed to be like hamburgers. Oh yeah. I had one of those by accident one time. It was oh, pretty good. Yeah. What? Let me tell you something. Those things are like 13 points, Mandy, 13 points. I was like, wait, what? Meanwhile, if I top like you can literally go in the app and I'm going to type in Whopper. A Whopper um, burger, let me see, like what is a, uh, oh, wow, look, a Burger King Whopper Junior Sandwich is 10 points. So I'm eating this vegan Beyond Meat burger that's more points than a Whopper, Whopper Junior. And so it helped me, what I like about it is not, I don't feel restricted, it helped me to eat more informed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, Hey, Tiffany, you can't have this cookie. It's like, hey, if I am going to have a cookie, which is probably the better cookie? Is it going to be the oatmeal raisin? Is it going to be the chocolate chip? Which actually is is really contributing to weight for me. 
you know? And so there were some things that really surprised me, like the Beyond Meat Burgers. I was housing those things, Mandy. I was like, ooh, they vegan. I'm doing good. Yes, Whole Foods tells them so delicious. Meanwhile, something else that shocked the heck out of me, Lara Bars. Do you know a lot, one Lara Bar is nine points? That's a Whopper Junior. Is it all the sugar and carbs? Because you're not getting like the protein. I yeah. feel like the the, the free because it's called freestyle, right? The zero. Yeah. I tried Weight Watchers last year. Um, I like the freestyle thing because it's it makes it, but it's usually it's basically like celebrating, and you get p- zero points for like low carb um, things. And like so many of those vegan options, I have found like vegetarian where they try and replace something with something else. It's like carbs, carbs, yes. carbs, carbs. And so I um. Yeah, I think that I, I just really was just well, so I think I think it is I think it's fiber and um so for example if something has like a lot of sugar but there's fiber in the protein I think it like offsets the sugar, you know? Um so it's just what I like about it, like I said, I don't feel um I don't feel like I'm missing out. Definitely there's things where I'm like, oh, I do kind of miss like my Subway cookie. But the other day, um, it's very easy for me to have a zero point breakfast because I, I'll have like fruit, maybe like, um, well, I don't really eat eggs anymore, but like, um, yeah, <laughs> typically I'll have fruit or I'll have this like this almond milk smoothie that has a lot of protein in it or a soy milk smoothie, like, like milk, spinach, some fruit. Um, and a little squeeze of honey and that's like four points, but I can have a very, typically by the time lunch rolls around, I have the majority of my points. So if I decide to have a light lunch, like a, I love sauteed spinach and you can put a bunch of stuff with it. And I found this, um, alternative to, um, to noodles that are made with like tofu that tastes just like spaghetti noodles, tastes like regular pasta noodles. So I use that. Um, and then I found this crumble from Whole Foods that instead of the, the, um, the Beyond Meat Crumble, which is like, you know, 10 points or whatever, this crumble is one point per serving. And so it actually tastes better and more like ground turkey than like the Whole Foods version. So it was just like, like just now I had, um, for, for lunch today, I had a quote unquote hamburger. It was this Boca burger that I found at, um, Whole Foods and they have a scanner on the app. So you can like scan it, beep. So right there in Whole Foods, I was like, Ooh, one burger is one point. Great. And then I had a bun. I think my bun, I had one of those flatbread buns and it was three points. I was like, woohoo. So this is a three point and I, you can have as many veggies as you want. So I loaded it up with tomatoes, onion, like, you know, and then I think ketchup is one point. So it was like a five point lunch, but super filling. And so what I like, like I said, what I like about it is that I feel in control and within, I understand now, okay, that this is what's contributing and this is what is deceptively quote unquote healthy. Also too, I have to be mindful. And this is anybody who's ever interested in joining is that I love fruit. I have like a sugar um, tooth. And so at first, the first couple of days I was ODing on mangoes and pineapples as like my in-between snacks, you know, and I saw myself creeping back up in the weight that I had lost. And after doing some research, I realized that mangoes in particular have the highest content of like any fruit. (laughs) So basically I'm eating Skittles, but healthier Skittles, but Skittles nonetheless. And I realized that not that you can't have fruit if you're trying to lose weight, but you just have to be mindful of how much fruit you have if you're trying to lose weight. So it was just, like I said, eye opening and I've lost about eight pounds. And for the first time in a long time, I see a seven on the scale, 170 something. I'm like, woo. So I really think by next, by the end of next month, I'll be at my, um, I'll be at my goal, um, weight, which is really just the way I've always been which is like, I like, you know, I'm never, I, I don't, 
ever since high school, I mean, I was a skinny mini in high school, but I don't want to go back there. I just want to be what I call regular size Tiff, which is like, um, not super thick, not super skinny, just someplace in between where basically like an eight for like, for my height, like an eight, 10, you know, I feel like I feel comfortable in that. And right now I'm more like, um, I would say like a 12, 12, 14, probably closer to a 12 now that I've lost some of the weight. Um, but yeah, I like it. And then I'm going to get back in the gym, get back working out. I, I did give, get a Fitbit to start walking and I, it, it does encourage me to walk more. I was surprised how, um, how, cause you can, you could tie in your Fitbit to your Weight Watchers app. So you can, um, what they call it WW. I guess people don't like the name Weight Watchers. I'm like, I could care less, but you could tie it in so you can see how active you are. Yeah. Because now DJ Khaled is like a Weight Watcher spokesperson. So he had to make it cool. Yes, I know. So mm. yeah, like I said, I just. I like it. So, but you didn't like it when you tried it. That's my boost. No, I did. I just fell off for whatever reason. Um, I think it was just so easy that I was like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> and then I don't know. I, was, I went through a lot this year. So, but I, I did like it. It was definitely easy. I wasn't sure if it was worth paying for it. I think at the time, I think you said it was like seventeen dollars a month or something like that. And then when okay. I stopped using the app, because you add up like the three whatever times four weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, and I just like let it. I just let it drop off. But I do think it's it's good to like be disciplined, and it sounds like you use the app way better than I ever did. Um, for everybody, like I'm the type of thing that it's funny because like now everybody's are like just signed up for it. like I've been like singing it. My my sister calls me WW whenever I tell her like woohoo I lost another pound. She's like okay WW hashtag um hashtag WW ambassador. She like she's like girl you could you make me want to sign up. So um so it's just fun to like for my friends that have signed up along. We have like a group chat now and I'm like oh what are you guys eating for dinner? How many points is that? And we <laughs> we all, we went to go see my dad this weekend for Memorial Day and I'll hang out because my my mom is in um. Chicago, um, I'm helping my sister out with her new baby. And so, uh, we, we all like went and had like a barbecue with them. It was nice. Like the kids and, um, we were all like counting points. They're like, they're like, let me see your app. Let me scan that. What? Like, it was just shocking to see like, what's what, you know? How many You're points like, is a hot dog? It's all I've been craving lately is like summertime really? hot dog. I used to love a good hot dog, but I don't, you know what? If it's charred just right on the hot, on the outside, I guess. Let me see how many points is a hot dog. Well, I've been using, I mean, we can stop talking about our diets, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, I use chicken dogs instead of, cause it has less sodium cause I need to watch my sodium, but shout out to mm-hmm. you. My boost is real, real quick because I'm closing out mental health awareness month is this is the end. It's by the time we talk to you guys next week, it will be over. I mean, obviously I hope people continue being concerned about their mental health, but for me, the big change I made was that I started to walk during my conference calls, like during the day, I would pick one of my one or two calls, sometimes back to back calls, and then I would go for a walk in the park while I listened in. And my average step count for May is like twice as much as it had as it was going back to like March, I'm doing close to 9000 steps a day. Yeah, and I, I haven't been weighing myself, I've just been like focusing on part of my mental health is not being so shitty to myself about my weight. But um, I've just been like, yeah, I feel a lot better. And I obviously now that I have my dog getting steps in, you know, is a lot easier. I have more incentive to get out there and exercise. And we walked like eight miles in two days this weekend. We were doing wow. a, lot of, a lot of activity and just walking and walking and walking. And I haven't been going to the gym or anything like that because I found with my new commute and my new schedule, just working in the gym just stressed me out more than I thought it was benefiting mm. me. Um, so 
adding, like doing all this extra walking. And it's not like I do one big walk a day. I do like, I walk Molly, we do one mile in the morning and then I probably walk two miles over the course of my commute. And then during the day when I'm walking around the park, like a crazy person. And then after work, I'll walk Molly for another mile. So I try to do like at least four miles a day and yeah, it's been, it's been good. And I, I don't use a Fitbit because I, I just started using my phone, like the health app on my iPhone. And I don't know if it's as accurate as a Fitbit, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's good enough. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. And I'm going to continue doing the, the walking. I think it, it's a lot easier now that it's nicer weather, but I'll see if I can continue it even through the, the winter. Good. And honestly, that's what, that's really what it's about. You really, I mean, aside from like, you know, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, bring down this weight just so I can be like normal size for myself. But really, I just really want to engage in what I like about it is healthier eating because sometimes you feel like, oh, I know what I'm doing, you know, but sometimes you don't realize because sometimes I see something at Whole Foods and I just assume like, well, if it's here, it must be healthy. And so that's what's helped a lot too. And it's funny because my, um, one of my sisters got it in particular because her, one of her kids, she's like, doesn't eat like enough she feels like and she was like it's her way of scanning to see like what secret fats she could slip into his meal you know <laughs> so she's like ooh yes nice and fatty because there are certain things that seem like you know low you know car or stuff that he likes you know because he's a very picky eater so she'll slip slip um slip it in and be like oh wait this you know this brand of whatever kids chips is is actually you know has a more whatever fat content or whatever it is that you're looking for than this brand so she's been using she's been reverse engineering it <laughs> so he gets enough but um yeah i just think that overall ultimately the only way that you maintain wherever you want to be is to is for it to be a normal process that you're not you're not doing something um, dramatic because it's very hard to, to to keep that up. You know, you might stay good for a little bit and then and then fall off. And so if, even for the exercise part, I actually do like walking. And so it's something that I said, okay, I started to incorporate that as well. Because I'm like, Tiffany, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't like the gym, you know. And so, um, but I do enjoy walking. And I can do like a lot of my calls with my team while I'm walking. And so I told myself, okay, well, get up in the morning, throw on your tights or your sweats or whatever head to the park that's literally five minutes away and take your next two hours worth of calls walking, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, those are the kind of things I want to incorporate into my day-to-day life. So yay for fitness for both of us for healthy lives. Yeah. And mental health awareness month. Do you guys have any ideas or any, you want to share any, any ways that you've been investing in mental health this month? Shoot us a note. You can hit us up on Instagram where Brown Ambition Podcast, or you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. (laughs) speaking of our email and how to get in touch with us you want to do some questions yes please good questions i managed to get one off the gram thank you guys for sending us questions on the gram remember we can't see after 24 hours when you tag us in questions in your story so if you've been doing that sorry i don't see those unless i happen to check within 24 hours and the other part of my mental health awareness month goal was to not be on Instagram. So I haven't seen them, but you can send us a DM directly. Anybody can. Um, and I've been checking those. So got a couple of questions. First question from Instagram user real Alicia. I think that's what that says. Real Alicia. Uh, Alicia says, I know Tiff has raved about Ally Savings account, and I just closed my Barclays account for Ally. I have two checking accounts now, one with a um, USAA and a local credit union, which both have savings accounts attached that I don't use due to the 
trash interest rates. <laughs> I also have a net spend checking and savings account that I do use via an old employer for my side hustle funds. And your guys' opinion, do you think I have my eggs in too many baskets? So basically, does she have too many checking accounts and savings accounts? Um, I want a CD and I plan on going with who I who has the best rate. But do you think I should just choose among the companies that I'm already doing business with? Alicia, I feel you on this because I am a woman of many banks as well. Yes, <laughs> as, I am, as am I. <laughs> yeah. And it's right. I mean, the advice is always go with the best rate. But at the end of the day, like that bank may have the best rate on CDs, but that big bank may have the best rate on savings. And then that bank may have your retirement fund. And then you feel like you have 7-Eleven different um, accounts and your money all over the place. If you have the, you know, if you have the patience and it doesn't stress you out and you get one of those apps where you can see all your accounts in one place, like a Mint app or personal capital, those can help you at least feel like you have yes. a bird's eye view of everything. I highly recommend that. I use personal capital. Personal, I've used Mint before. Um, they're both fine. I mean, there's a reason Mint's been around forever, right? So I would suggest using one of those apps. I mean, I don't want to say don't shop around for the best rates, especially when you're talking about your long-term savings, like your CDs um, and even your emergency fund. You definitely want to get the best rates. Um, and yeah, sometimes you won't find um, all the best rates in one bank, uh, which can make it a little difficult to juggle. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's only bad if you get stressed out and you can't manage it all. Yeah. And that's what I would say too. Like, yeah, I like, per the only thing I don't like about personal capital is that, I mean, like, you might not have this problem, but I have my, my business accounts and my personal accounts at this one bank. I have, I have two banks. So I have my savings at my ally account, but then my business and personal account, like a, at a big bank and personal capital can't distinguish. So they're like, woohoo, Tiffany, you have $300,000. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, and I call them to ask. They're like, how are you liking? Because I think when you sign up, they call and reach out to you. Um, you know, like that's kind of like a follow up. And I'm like, yeah, it looks like I'm way richer than I am because all five businesses, including Brown Ambition, are contributing to my great wealth that you're touting. But that's not all me, you know? So that's the only thing that I can't get an accurate read at where I am with my, so, I mean, but if you're not, if you don't have a mix like I do, then you'll be, you'll be fine. And, um, but yeah, having multiple accounts is fine. As long as like Mandy said, you can keep up with them. Sometimes, you know, just audit. Like today I was talking to Superman and he was like, why do we have this joint? We've got like two joint checking accounts and I can't remember why we opened the second one. And I was like, why do we have it? So today, because I think we had like um, 20 bucks in it at one point. And, um, and then today I just got a message saying it went to zero because of the last two months, uh, my bank takes 10 bucks a month, you know, as its fee. And I was like, wait, we don't even use it. So I canceled it today. So there's nothing wrong with having them auditing and canceling when you decide you don't need it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you close the bank account, it will show up on your check systems report. And check system is basically the checking the bank account version of a credit report. Um, but, you know, opening and closing a bunch of bank accounts can potentially make it harder for you to get a uh, approved for a checking account or a bank account in the future. But yeah, once in a while, closing an account, that's just a part of life. And you shouldn't worry about doing that. Um I will say they reminded me that I have a couple different checking accounts. I have this old Capital One account that I, I used to have Capital One 360, but then Ally got so much better that I stopped using it. 
And I, sure enough, there was some old, I must have had some bill, I forget what it is now, that got charged to that account. And it's been years since I've touched that account, probably. And it overdrew my account. And I was like, oh, damn. So you have to watch out for that kind of stuff. You know, make sure that if you're going to stop using an account and just let it sit there, that you don't have any any bills, you know, pulling from that account and that, yes. it's, that it's safe. And that's why personal capital or like another or a mint or something can be good too, because then you can see all in one place. I was able to tell that I had an overdraft. I'm not logging into Capital One every day, but I yeah. can tell that I got, I had that overdraft fee um, or non-sufficient funds fee because I was getting like all my accounts in one place, which is helpful. All right. Thanks for your question, Alicia from the Graham. And we have another question from listener Jasmine. Jasmine has a question about 401k. She says, uh, about the terminology, quote unquote, maxing out 401ks or any other financial vehicles before preparing to invest. She says, how does one know when they've maxed out on their 401k or IRA accounts before embarking on their investment journey? Good question, you know, because they don't tell you. You don't get a certificate in the mail. Like, congratulations. <laughs> you maxed out your 401k. Stop. Um, it, I realized that last year. They, they don't. Like, you have to really watch it yourself. And it's important because, you know, there's limits on. So for yep. 401ks, let me not misquote myself, but let me Google it real quick to be sure I get the limits right. Okay, good. All right. So for 2019, the contribution limit for a regular 401k is $19,000. And for an IRA, which is like an individual um, retirement account, that is $6,000 for the tax year 2019. So if you go over that amount, you could be liable for tax penalties. So you want to be careful if you're you know, fortunate enough to be able to put that much money away that you're not going over. Yeah. And my financial planner, the only way she told me I need, you know, to check that is just to keep tabs on it myself, like log in in December and make sure that I'm not getting too close to the max um, and adjust my savings if I am. Yeah. And then too, like, I mean, if you're putting the same amount of money every month, you can do the math, like 6,000 divided by 12 is 500 bucks a month. So if you do 500 bucks a month, you know that you're going to stay within what's allotted, you know, um, assuming you're under the age of, is it 55? I think, what do you mean for before you can make withdrawals? No, before you could take, you could put in more. Cause I think it's 6,000 if you're under 55 and like 6,500 if you're over. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Catch up contributions. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. 55. So, so yeah. So, you know, doing the math, like knowing like, oh, okay, this is what it is. And, and knowing every January, like if you have kind of like a financial rehash with yourself every January, it's like, okay, some of the things I'm going to look at is, you know, what's the new um, amount that I can max amount I can contribute to my to my um, retirement accounts, let's do the math and let's adjust my automatic saving, my automatic transfers to those accounts. Yeah. That's really smart. Um, I try that and then once a year I feel like I'm like, oh, I could use more money in the bank this month and then I just like adjust it down a little bit um, for the month and then my numbers are all thrown off. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. But it's always better to under underdo it, obviously, than because you don't want to. Because I I did that once. I can say that because I did that once, and I had like a penalty because I I'd, I'd well because what happened was I was contributing at one point as a self employed person, and then I became an employee of the budget nista. And so when you contribute as a self employed person, you can contribute up to fifty percent, and I forget the amount, the actual number amount. Um, and so it was like, you know, that was totally different than contributing as an employee. I can't contribute up to 50% of my, of my income, 
um, I mean, um, like as long as my income is below, you know, whatever, $12,000. So I can basically, I can't, you could contribute way more when you are self-employed because the assumption is, you know, you have so much going on and, you know, a lot of your money is going back into the business. And so I never made the distinction. I don't think I ever told at the time my financial advisor, Hey, by the way, sidebar, I am no longer self-employed. I am now an employee of the budget Nista. That's why it's important too. If you have a business that your financial people are talking to each other, mm. you know, like that way your financial planner is talking to your accountant is talking to maybe your, your um, bookkeeper or CFO, because if not, you know, I can make a choice and I don't think it means anything, but Carlos, my accountant is like, uh, it, that's everything, you know? Okay. Thanks for your question, Jasmine. And that's it. If you guys want to send us your questions, again, you can go to brandambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything, or you can hit us up directly at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Oh my, or Instagram, Brand Ambition Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Oh, I didn't even check Facebook. You might have questions there. Maybe I'll get to those next week. Facebook, we're Brand Ambition. I mean, there's a million ways to contact us. It's a miracle. Y'all don't just show up on our doorsteps. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> I well, you probably get that all the time, actually. In well, New York. yeah, yeah, I do. People will stop me in the Whole Foods, like, question. You know, you're, you know, you're like a New Jersey celebrity. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Newark, a Newark local, local, um, uh, celebrity. Like, Hey, my Janista, but it's not even like, you know, like the sexy celebrity. We're like, Ooh, girl, can I get, it's like, Hey, my Janista. So girl, this credit score I need, <laughs> which actually <laughs> I really love because it means that people are op- opening up about talking about finances. So that's always awesome. What's new with the budget Nista Reese? I feel like we haven't heard an update. What's going on the Academy. Yeah, the Academy is rocking and rolling. Actually, we just opened up doors again, um, literatureacademy.com. Well, actually, join LRA.com just to learn more. Um, but yeah, it's it's rocking and rolling. We opened up the doors again. I've added something that's going live soon called um, the Financial Freedom Plan because I realize people want hand-holding from the very beginning of the financial journey to the end. And that's what the Financial Freedom Plan is. It's like from the beginning of money mindset to the end of retirement. Um, so that's what made the Academy go from the version it was to 2.0. So I'm excited about that. Um, my children's book is finally wrapping up as far as, um, the, like the, the illustrations. So, I mean, there's still a lot of work to do, like the back cover inside cover, but that's not going to launch until January, 2020, but I'm just excited to see it come to life. There's just something special there. I can feel it. Oh, it should launch before Christmas. People can get Christmas gifts. You know, well, I have a, um, I have a, uh, uh, uh what's the publisher? Yes. No. Yes. Distributor. It's yeah. It's a publisher. She's, okay. but she was basically saying, cause we, we went through dates. She was like the best dates for children's books are like right before like August, right before the school year. And surprisingly not right before, um, uh, Christmas necessarily, but actually in January is actually a really great date because let's just say you want to, let's just say your book is really awesome, which I hope mine is, then you want to be considered um, the new hot 2000 uh, or whatever book for the full year. Like if I were to launch in, say, November, they would still consider me to a 2019 book and I wouldn't be eligible for any awards or anything else that they might submit me to because those things have passed. And I was like, oh, smarty yadi. I mean, if you want to take the professional publisher's advice over mine. <laughs> That's fine, but you know, good luck with this little project. (laughs) 
So I'm super excited. She was like, that way, Tiffany, you know, if people really love the book, then we can submit it for like NAACP award and this award and that award. And, you know, you have an opportunity at least, you know, and I was like, you know, that's really smart. And um, I actually got a book agent too, because a couple of like major publishers, I usually always say no, but because I usually self-publish so I can keep all the coin. But lately I've been thinking I would like to traditionally publish one book at least one book. And so um, I've been taking those conversations more seriously, but I didn't want to do it alone. So Jean Chatsky, who you guys have probably seen on the Today Show, she's really dope. She's got this book called, I think, Women and Money that just came out. And um, she um, hooked me up with her, with her book agent, Heather. And honestly, Heather is awesome. She's cusses and she's dope. Oh, I, I do she, declare. <laughs> I can tell that she is dope. Um, and just like, you know, like a, a, a bulldog. And so I'm just really excited to like have her on the team to, to help me navigate the, um, the process of like, you know, of like traditional publishing. So yeah, it's been a lot going on, but more, more so than anything else, I've been spending a lot more time with like my family, which has been really great. I've been, that's what I wanted really for 2019 is to, yes, I want the budget needs to, to grow, but not to be the focus like it normally is. I really want to focus on, on family, uh, uh, this year. And so that's, what's been happening. It's lovely. I believe in all the research that says people who cuss are more successful in life. I take it to heart. Thank you very fucking much. All right. With that, that's our show. Thank you guys for joining us for another week of Brown Ambition. Yes, it's always been a pleasure. Until next week. Yeah, well, good luck with the house. Fingers crossed. Move in. Move in week. Yes, thank you. All right. Take care. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.